How? <laughs> it is How? that time again, ladies and gentlemen. It's the BS Podcast with your host, the Cute Dog, and Josh Moran. We are up in the house. This Moran Brothers prediction is about to get Liat. It's about to get Liat. Alabama, Texas A&M, week number six of the college football season, 2022. Josh, we watched this game together. And it didn't take long for you to start sweating. So let's talk about the game and what our kind of recap was. And then we'll talk about um, everything else. As you know, Austin Dash will be here, our saving correspondent. We'll also hear from Wild Bill and his Bama bullet points. But first, we are going to talk about Bama, Texas A&M. And if you thought you knew what was going to happen before that started, you were wrong. This is the second time this year they're making me eat a bunch of crow. Uh, this one stings a little more because everything was there for a total domination ass whooping. I don't understand what happened. I know Milrow, I think they scored off every one of his turnovers, and I think he had four. Uh, you just can't play like that. And I was singing his praises last week, but I'm sure we'll get into it. But, uh, yeah, they let me down a little bit. I mean, we won, though. And, and our kicker missed, too. I, I don't know what the hell was going on, but I can't. Uh, you don't win that game if you're not a good team because we didn't play that I, well. I got to tell you, so just to set the record straight, Milrow had three turnovers that led to touchdowns, and then McClellan had a fumble that led to a field goal. And then he have an interception as well. He had three fumbles and an interception. Two, two fumbles. fumbles and an interception? Okay. Two fumbles and an interception. So a total of three turnovers, um, and I've got to tell you, it. I, I I look at the way this game went down, and it could go one of two ways. And you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, thanks to Randy Travis. But Alabama was either going to come out and absolutely dominate them, and Milrow was going to perform how we thought he would, or um, what you see. Uh, is what you get, and and I would I'd have to say this, Josh. Looking at the way the offense began, um, I was I was very confident that we were going to be able to move the football, which we did. Um, again, you know, I look at the play calling, and at times it was just absolute garbage. Um, I look at our ability to move the the ball on the ground, which was pretty consistent. Uh, our ability to pass after Milrow got shook up after the fumbles, um, it deteriorated. Even though he had three touchdowns, um, those were situational. That's the most deceiving stat line you'll ever see in your life. And and I think Coach Saban said it well. He's like, you know, we had 111 yards passing, which is not what our plan was. But I look at it, and uh, we kind of systematically started falling apart on offense. Thank goodness the defense rose to the occasion. And, and I know that they gave up, um, what was it, three touchdowns? Two touchdowns, two field goals? Um, it was 24-20, so that's two touchdowns and two field goals. I know they gave that up, but their back was truly against the wall. We did have a few issues when it came to the secondary. Overall, I think uh, talent versus talent, I thought we did really well, but... The defense really showed me something this week with the amount of adversity that our offense put them through, the lack of sustainment when it came to the offense to drive the football, and the defense had to be back on the field pretty consistently. 
I thought they rose to the occasion and they did extremely well. Um, and you know, you know what happened as they as they uh, as the game ended, the defense came through, and I sent you all that video of Coach Saban explaining in front of the TV what their what their program was for that particular play and how they had everything covered inside. They had everything covered outside. They wanted to push that play to the outside, which is exactly what happened. I kind of question, I kind of question Jimbo's call as much success as they were having in the middle of our defense from time to time. And that flat area, how the flat was open. We couldn't seem to cover it at times. I don't know why they called that out play. Maybe that was his third read. I'm not sure. Uh, they threw it. They threw it where Arnold was because number three was a liability pretty much the whole night, and uh, he he got away with a hold there at the end too because he had his arm on his left shoulder. They could have called him for pass interference, but they didn't. I thought it was in the five yard window, so it was okay. The contact was fine. You can um, hold. You can hold I him in the five yard window. I thought that was a uh, contact. I, I that's a technique. That's not holding. That's a technique. Uh, so I was okay with that. I thought he played it well. Okay. Um, and I don't think that he was a liability all night. Uh, the, the one of the pa- the biggest passes that they caught was between two defenders, and that only happens on Madden. Um, and that happened there. He probably could have fought for the ball a little bit better, but to be on that stage and to play against that wide receiver, um, I thought Arnold did well, and he's only going to get better. That's that's my humble opinion. I, I was proud of what he did. He had an outstanding stop in the middle. But you have to remember, like I'm saying, look how much they were on the field. Now, the fact is, is that when we get to the numbers, it may not look like a lot, but uh, our defense stayed on the field quite a uh, quite a long time. I'm not proud offense, of this game. I'm not proud of this game. I'm proud of our defense. I'm I not. truly am. Okay. Well, I'm not I am. proud of any of them. They, uh, they got beat last year by that team. That's – it's, I just thought it was going to turn out differently. I I can't say I'm proud of a team that literally had to play until the last play of the game to squeak by a team that's lost two games in a row uh, on the road when they beat you last year and there was off-the-field drama. It seems like that Jimbo was able to get his guys to play to our standards better than Saban and our players got up to play the game. And to me, that's a problem because we're better. There is no way that game should have looked like that at the end of it if we're playing the way that we can. And if you can't get up for that, I don't know what you can get up for. Yeah, I I can't say that I disagree with, with what you're saying there. And I'm proud of the resiliency of the team and they fought through and won the game. Yeah, I I truly am. I truly am. They could have laid down. They could have they could have done many things, but instead, I think our defense fought through it. But here's the thing though. They they did lay down to a certain extent. They got to the freaking 2-yard line with the last play of the game and should if a better play was called, they win that game. We let them we we gave the game to them and they did they did not execute at the end. That we didn't win that game. They lost it because they were right there knocking on the door. They should have won that game. That game was theirs to win. That's how you lose those kind of games. And you could say, uh, oh, our defense stepped up. They should have been there in the damn first place. 
Well, they shouldn't have, but it was a penalty. And I, like I say, I question whether that ball was catchable or not. Maybe if he wasn't being held, he would have been a little farther along. Would we have still intercepted the ball? We we will never know. But I I don't I just don't agree with you that um, they should have never been there. They were fighting the whole time. You want to fight about it? That yeah, we can fight about that. Let's go, mother. <laughs> but I definitely I definitely think that our our defense rose to the occasion when it mattered, and the last play was indicative of that. It was bend, don't break. They had to cut. They had to fix one of their defensive backs' mistakes. They stood, and they came away victorious. They did not give the game away. Now, could we have done things better? Yeah, but I think it stems back to the offense and their inability to move the football. That's that's where I stand on it. All right, well, we disagree. And if you want to keep going down this road, you're going you're gonna to find out what that gets you. All right, boy. I'm not I'm not concerned it's really gonna get me anything. Um But I will say this. Um the first quarter I thought uh our defense was incredibly solid. Who is this guy, number forty one, Chris Broswell? Will Anderson smacked it up. Deontay Lawson filling in for Moody. Fantastic. Kool-Aid, impressive tackling, great coverage. Terrion Arnold had a great shutdown pass breakup. You know it got difficult. Don't mention yeah. that guy in a great play in the same sentence. That was the first quarter, so I thought the offense uh, started off pretty strong in the first quarter, but we were one-dimensional. So with There's that, we're nothing to be in. happy about. We won. Okay, that. We can be happy about that. I'd re- I've said long, long, for a long time, I'd rather be lucky and win than unlucky and lose. Hey, so with that, it's time. Austin, real quick, real quick. Have y'all seen my pronouns? I have not. It's penis. Of course. No. <laughs> you on, baby? You on? What's up? You, you want to know what I think about your pronouns? Uh, Absolutely not. <laughs> there you have it. it it's penis. All right, let's get into this week's segment of Wild Bill and his Bama Bullet Points. It's Wild Bill. My first point is to come against my wife's youngest nephew, Terry and Arnold, played a decent ball game. He sure did. You try, you try to cover a guy that's about five inches taller. Than I you. thought y'all don't lie because it's a sin. Who who had our interception? I don't know. Tell me. Number three, for your information. He's trash. For your information. So, He's but uh, uh, I would agree with Quincy. We won. Was it pretty? But you take any team in the SEC that loses their starting quarterback, what are they going to do that very next game? Look what happened to Kentucky without their starting quarterback. Look what happened to Arkansas. Fair enough. Without K.D. Jefferson. We ain't none of them, man. We are undefeated going to Knoxville, Tennessee. It doesn't matter what we want. Not to get our ass whooped. But we, 
And, and I'm sure it was disheartening to our players knowing that you didn't have your Heisman Trophy winner out there to lead the offense. Oh, poor players, poor players. But they won. Um, they did win. They did win, Uncle Bill. And the fact is, is that there's a reason. Disrespect to Melrose. There's a reason he's the number two quarterback because he's not correct. Hurts. Now, does he? Does this game shape up differently if he does not fumble? I'm gonna say with confidence, yes. We don't know. Yeah. Ifs and buts, candy and nuts scenario. But this this game shapes up differently if we don't swing the momentum back so hard in their favor by a fumble and a fumble and a fumble. You know, and I, I look at the I look at the deep pass that was an interception. It's kinda like a punt, but it didn't do anything to help his confidence. And like you said earlier, you know, we were texting over the weekend. What he was it seemed like he was trying to put the ball somewhere instead of just going out and throwing the football because he's not gonna be the number two quarterback if he does not have the ability to pass. So he got he got in his head and then he fumbled and he fumbled again and then he started to second guess himself. He did not operate under the confidence that he should. Now, would it have been great if he would have had his first start against a smaller school so that he could kinda you know, get out there and work out some of those bugs? Maybe, but that's not where it was for him. So in order for him um, to put himself in a better position, he's going to have to have a great, a great week of preparation. Now, another thing that really hurt us, Uncle Bill, is when he took that sack for a 15-yard loss, he should have just thrown the ball away. He's trying to make something happen. But, you know, like Willie Nelson said, no, 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 no. Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to hold him. You got to know when to fold him and when to get rid of the football. So that was that was really tough. Now, did you have any points you wanted to bring up uh, this week about the Texas A&M? Um, yeah, before I, before Alabama I game? make the next, but same situation with Bryce. Like Coach Saban said, if Bryce had just thrown the ball away to begin with, he wouldn't have been out there trying to outrun Drew Sanders and get tackled and get hurt. True. But, and also with Milrow, Jalen Hurts wasn't that good of a passer when he got to Alabama, but he had Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian that developed him into a passer. So I guess we'll find out if Bill O'Brien can develop a quarterback or not in the throwing the ball. But uh, right. the main thing I would, Cindy kept wanting to know where, during the ballgame, where Will Anderson was. You know, he had one solo tackle and one tackle for loss. But he, he, was getting he, had, a, he had 11 quarterback hurries. But he's got two and yeah. three guys blocking him at all He time. was getting hailed half the time. Yes, on, on Texas A&M's last drive, two of the pass plays, he got by the lineman, and the lineman just reached out with his left arm and tackled him, but there was no flag. But, uh, you know, you it, don't see it, it that show up. But when you've got 11 quarterback hurries, when you're getting blocked by two and three guys, I think that's pretty good. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, I was pointing that out to Josh during the game, um, how they were kind of running a twist with the linebacker uh, would say like To'o To'o and Will Anderson, you know, just blitzing To'o To'o to the outside, like to the five technique, and then allowing Will, 
um, to to make that twist on the inside, say like through the two gap. Um, I thought it was impressive, and I think that those kinds of things really led to their inability to contain him. To have eleven quarterback hurries um, is impressive, and he's out there making noise. Whether or not he's making highlights, what you do know is that he is occupying a minimum of two offensemen, which allows the rest of the defense to do their job. And I thought Dallas Clark was fantastic, but I got to tell you, um, Dallas Turner, this, uh, this young man, let me. Dallas Turner, he he's great, but <laughs> I was extremely impressed with Deontay Lawson, number thirty-two, who filled in for Moody. True um, freshman. That young man, that young man has got wheels. He can catch up to a running back, and he is a solid tackler. So the the future for Alabama looks very very bright. I think these types of games, even though we might disagree, Josh, or we flat out disagree. These types of games can help you grow up, and you get you learn something from your team and from your group when you have to battle that kind of resiliency. Now they know what they are made of when they are on the two, and it's the last play of the game, and they everything is on the line. You practice that as a kid. You practice that in uh, high school. You practice that in college, and now they know what they are made of. I don't agree. And they yeah. trust the system. And it worked. Let me tell you why. Because last year we have a lot of this team that, that is still there uh, from last year. And we had a bunch of these games last year. And we said that every time. Oh, they're going to grow from this. Okay. Or are they starting to be one of those teams that has a, a tendency to play down to their competition instead of playing up to their potential? Because you, you can't have those teams. I mean, look at Penn State. Um, I mean, there are teams all over the country. Michigan that they play down to the teams that they're playing dependent, and they don't, like, fulfill their own potential. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. Because we did well, this three or four times last year. Look at the, the Auburn game. Is the ga- I agree with you, and that was my complaint about us last year and what I thought happened in Texas. Well, this is, is only the, the fifth game have- of the year. <laughs> And we did not have Bryce. And is the distance between your starting quarterback and your second-string quarterback, is the Valley that vast? Is it, isn't say, Texas A&M on there? In this case, it is. Was it not Texas A&M's backup quarterback? No, sir. And I have told Jim Jimbo Fisher in his press conference, you sat there and lied. He wasn't your backup quarterback. Damn, Uncle first, Bill. He started the first three games of the year. Okay. But he, okay. So he started the first three games, got benched, and then now he's the backup. So, so he's again. not the second-string quarterback. Boy, he was. And if we're, games, if we're like. being fair, Coach, Coach Saban uh, blurted out a little white lie of his own because he said Bryce was going to start and then Milro did, so he played yeah. the switcheroo. Okay, let's talk about the, let's talk about the stats. Um, we are going to go first downs, A&M 18, Alabama 24. Third down efficiency, A&M 5 of 17, Alabama 5 for 14. That was pretty telling. That is absolutely disgusting, I've got to say. That's horrible. That's terrible. Fourth down efficiency, 1 of 2 for A&M, nothing for nothing for Alabama. Total yards, 323, Texas A&M, Alabama 399. Passing yards for A&M, 253. Yep, Alabama had 111. Uh, completions, 25 of 47. So Arnold was back there doing something. 
Yeah. 40 out of 47. Come on. 12 and 19 for Milrow. Um, they both Come averaged on. over five yards a pass. Come on. Um, interceptions, one apiece. Rushing on. yards. Texas A&M, 70 yards. Alabama, 288. Rushing attempts, you had uh, 25 for A&M, 51 for the Tide, which takes a look at uh, 2.8 for A&M yards per carry, and then Alabama rounded out about 5.6. Penalties. Penalties. This is terrible. Alabama had more yards and less penalties, so it's 8 of 59 yards for uh, A&M, and then the Tide, 6 penalties, 73 yards. And like you say, absolutely deplorable that these referees are not calling holding when it's right in front of them, even on the play side of the ball. Are you saying they're all all Trump supporters by saying deplorable? No, I'm saying deplorable. Conversation that way. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. It's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you get get hit and keep moving. That's right. Hey, that's the story for Alabama this week, but you don't agree with that. So, here is one of the most telling lines in the whole uh, gamut for Alabama in this particular game. Four turnovers. Four turnovers, Alabama. Three on fumbles, one interception. Um, We should give the other team the turnover chain or whatever we got. What is it? Yeah, we should run it across. Actually, run it over to College Station and drop it off. Um, with that being said, fumbles lost. Alabama lost three. Uh, zero for Texas A&M. One ridiculous. interception apiece. Time of possession. Texas A&M, 30 minutes and four seconds. Alabama, 29 minutes and 56 seconds. And there you are for Wild Bill and his Bama bullet points. Well, you just read all the stats. I know, but we talked about his bullet points before. We need a graphic. You want to like, control this show, Josh? We just need a graphic, though. Like, bullet no. points. 24 points hey, uh, won't win in Knoxville, I can tell you now. Oh, oh God. It's starting to get started on this. <laughs> well, I'm worried. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, um,. I want to see – I'm anxious to see this game. We'll talk about that soon. Now, it's time for our saving correspondent. We're going to go to Mr. Austin Dash. Dasher. He just disappeared. Disappearing Dasher. Re-re-re-re-re-reappearing Dasher. All right, sir. Let's talk. Uh, let's get Josh Uncle Bill on mute, and let's talk about the Satan press conference. Control the D, Josh. Ah. Oh, ah. Oh, Just hit the microphone, Josh. It's not Just working. Hit the it's not working. Ah, I can't control my D. <laughs> no. <laughs> my how the turntables. Why isn't it working? So here are All right, let's do a let's do a little on air adjustment. Austin, bring yourself down a bit. Josh, you're now muted. Uncle Bill, control D on you. How about now? <laughs> Josh is going off. Okay, yeah, that's better. That's better. Okay, Austin, let's talk a little bit of Coach Saban. 
Um, what did you hear during the press conference that stood out to you? Um, well, uh, he seems to believe, just like us, that they're not playing Alabama football right now, which is very evident uh, you know, to anybody watching. This is not the standard. So he knows that, and I'm sure everybody on that team knows that. And if they don't, they'll figure it out this week. Um, you know, he was he was unimpressed by the quarterback play, I think, but he didn't put all that blame on Jalen Milrow. He said we got no separation on man-to-man coverage. So uh, he he also. Yeah, he also mentioned that when you lose your your Heisman quarterback, the rest of the team is supposed to play better to lift him up. And he said they did not do that. So, you know, uh, it's funny every time that I guess we must be okay at this because literally everything that we text about during the game is exactly what he says at the end of it. So, good job, guys. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's one of those things we can all see. The The fact of the matter is, though, is that I, Josh and I are arguing like wild hyenas back and forth with each other about whether uh, Milrow is not a passer or whether he's struggling because he is not a the passer. wide receivers are not getting any separation. He, we're, we're arguing about why it's taking so long for him. What took him a long time was the, the amount of time to make decisions. And he was second-guessing himself after after the fumbles, yeah. after his inability to complete a few passes. But we said in the, in the text, when you have a quarterback that needs to gain some confidence and your wide receivers are struggling – to get open on man coverage, why are we not mixing something up at the second level out in the flat so that he can get some easy wins and we can move the ball and make the easy easy completions? I, yeah. So yeah. I'm well, at and, and I I think a lot of the struggle. think a lot of the struggle too was you know they didn't dominate i mean of course you know, they had a bunch of rushing yards but uh if you absolutely dominate the offensive line you know then they've got to uh to, to there to stop it and then that give him the ability to throw and they didn't do that i don't think hey yeah y'all, i think, y'all try I think to, uh, they ain't nothing gonna give someone the ability to throw besides them having the ability to throw and I'm gonna tell you. Well, and I'm still not sure that he can. The thing is, is, is I, I was really. But the, the, the worst part for me was how how frustrated he got, and he was not able to compose himself and get it back together. Like that's not a that's good, a good sign. point. I don't care how young you are. You've been there a year. You've gotten some playing time, and the fact that you have, you're making all these mistakes and it makes it the longer you play, it's worse and worse. That's not a good sign. Now I'm, I can absolutely well, agree. Well, another you. thing that I'll he say, he lost his composure. He he lost his composure, and and he was not able to necessarily regain that with enough time to sustain those drives. And he had, 
he had uh, moments that were back-to-back, and then it's, it affects your entire football team when the momentum continues to shift because now you don't know if you can trust one another. And he didn't really step forward to show them uh, in true Milrow fashion that he could. Now, I believe he can pass the football. If he could not pass the football, Ty Simpson would be the second-string quarterback, and he would be playing ball if he could not do it. I trust the team. I trust Coach Saban to put the right guy in. Now, with that being said, it is my firm belief that this ne the next opportunity he gets is going to teach us a lot about his ability to be resilient and to, to recompose himself and to move forward despite his mistakes because mistakes are going to happen. Go ahead, Austin. Uh, the other thing that I was going to say is, you know, even if he can throw the ball, like I, like I said last week, the difference is between him and Bryce, and it's the difference between quarterbacks that are good and quarterbacks that are great. Well, you know where you with the ball becomes. I mean, that's why there's the the drop off in talent in the NFL. You know, those guys that win Heisman's at quarterback in in college and can't can't read complex defenses. What do they do in the NFL? They wash out. They can make the throws, but you know, I I think that may be a factor as well. He may be able to throw it, but. It's different when they start things up that you're not prepared for. Yeah, and I another thing, and I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and looking at it, I told Josh, you know, I might have texted this in the group in the group text. Um, this week, a brand new competition begins because we don't know where Bryce is physically. I didn't get the update today, but. A brand-new competition starts this weekend, and it's going to be Milrow, and it's going to be Ty Simpson because we have to find a quarterback who's going to be resilient and have the ability to pass the ball. We cannot afford to be that one-dimensional Alabama football team and run. A&M, despite their record, has enough talent to line up mano a mano and go for it. Now, one more thing I want to tell you that I noticed in the press conference. Coach Saban really put a lot of weight on the coaches getting out coached. I heard that in the press conference because, yes, he was talking about our wife not getting separation. It's also you got to call the right plays offensively. I'm not saying defensively. Offensively, you've got to call the right plays to put your players in a position to win, in a, in a position to exceed and make adjustments. And that's one thing to me that's missing from the Bill O'Brien offense that Sarkeesian, that uh, Lane Kiffin had. It was their ability to make adjustments at the second half and pick teams off, pick them apart. Bill O'Brien's offense does not have that. I'll tell you what. The, the whole team, the coaches, everybody, they played down to the competition. I, I expected so much more. I expected them to come in and be on a high the whole game because that's your coach that that other coach is, is talking about. They also beat you last year. Used to, there was some sort of, I don't know where it went. Um, you talk about the coach, I'm coming for your ass type of deal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it just seemed like Jimbo was able to get his troops more fired up than our coach. And I, I don't know how that's possible, but – it seems like their whole, their whole, it was like their Super Bowl. And we're just like, 
All right, we'll play down to your level. I don't get it. That's actually a good point, Josh. Uh, and I wonder, as we move into uh, the open forum segments, everybody take yourself off mute. I wonder if the Trolls team is. D. I wonder if the team is too dependent on Bryce. Like, it looks they, like it. It looks like it. <laughs> yeah, it, is that the situation that uh, they're so dependent upon Bryce because we don't have a wide receiver that that's you know going to stand out and separate yeah. himself from the competition well, and prove himself. So I watched, are I they watched too NFL. dependent on Bryce? I watched the NFL, and if you watch. If you watch a lot of NFL, you'll notice that they're all dependent on their start quarterback because he's there every year. And when they get hurt, that's what they look like the following week because they didn't. You can have a backup, but you're not going to have another starting quarterback as your backup. In college, it's not as it doesn't happen as much because you can have two start quarterbacks. They're just they're on the same team, and they're moving on to different pastures afterwards. I thought we were going to do better than we did. But I if you watch the NFL, that is they look like an NFL team that just lost Tom Brady or when the Saints lost Drew Brees. Or, we looked like crap. We didn't look like we knew what we were doing. It didn't look like we had a game plan. It's the coach's fault. It's the player's fault. It's everybody's fault. Yeah, and Coach Saban did allude. He did uh, own up to that and say this responsibility – was on him, so get hopefully in there, Uncle Bill. You it's one get of those wake-up calls. What do you got, Uncle Bill? Let's have But you have to look at it, too. Don't you think that them Texas A&M players was playing for Jimbo because Coach yeah. Southern called their coach out? I hey, know. I get it. That coach that I'm fixing to play against accused me of taking all this money, which I did, but he accused me of it anyway. That's my point, Uncle Bill. I'm saying <laughs> I, I wondered how they got more fired up than we did. They wouldn't lose. They didn't lose their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Yeah, I, I still got to go with all that. Uh, like all that aside, it's a big deal to completely crumble on two drives, and for your starting quarterback at second string to lose the football, and for that team to score points, that is a mental ex- explosion. And I'm telling Nobody you, that is what that you can see school. it. He wasn't playing high school football in Katy, Texas, no more. Yeah. He had to find that out. Yeah. I mean, it's the. What are you trying to say about Texas, Uncle Bill? Now, and huh? What are you trying to say? Look, I, I believe based on what I hear about. One starts with a Q. I ain't nothing in Texas but (laughs) stairs and queers, boy. I'm not. uh, I'm not a steer because I don't. I don't have the right genetics to be a steer, and I'm not a queer, but I'm proud. I'm a proud Texan because I'm not in California anymore. Well, With that being said, it, it, hey, hold um, up. If if they were, we would be queer if the word still meant weird. We'd also all be gay because we're happy. Um, so we're a bunch of gay queers. Well, I, I got to tell you this. Listen, uh, yes, Josh, I'm going to take that and I'm going to snap it and I'm going to play it over and over again with you saying that you're gay and you're queer and we're going to enjoy that. I'm happy. I'm happy. (laughs) Getting back to football. Eric Fingers. Hey. (laughs) We're gay and we know it. (laughs) Uh, All right, bros. Um, With that being said, (laughs) um, I, I... 
for me, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Jalen Milrow as this is his time to rise. Who knows? Oh, are, are stop we, it! Are we in desperation mode now, where no matter whether Bryce is healthy or not, we're bringing him back, or are we gonna are we where? gonna do what's right in understanding that this is an SEC East game? And we need to make sure that Bryce is healthy before he comes back all the way. What do you oh, think is going to happen, John? He needs to be back for this game. I don't know what's going to happen, but he needs to be back. And also, I'm already calling on Ty Simpson. I don't want to see no more of that dumpster fire from last week. Sorry. I can't agree. I, I'm not in the same camp with you. I would love to see Ty Simpson, but that's besides the point. Well, that's not beside the point. That's your point, and that's what we're trying to make, our own points. What do you think, Uncle Bill? Do you think they bring? Uh, he's uh, he's pretty early? great. Is he from West Virginia? Because you are, you sure are like a Ty Simpson fan. No, no. Please. I've just seen his highlights. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. You can't base a guy all of his ability on one game. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I am but the he, over. I am the overreaction he, guy. But he is you stepping are. between the white lines, and you just stepping at your house. We're never going to ever win a game again with him, a quarterback, guys. I ever. disagree. I disagree with I'm, that. I'm just being stupid now. But, I mean, yeah, he had a bad night. <laughs> but, I mean. I'll tell you, he needs Coach, to. Coach Saban's got to have confidence in him or he, he wouldn't have had him out. He needs, to skip arm, he needs to skip arm day a few times. Honestly. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just not need to skip arm day. Called to say I'm sure he gives a lot of practice this week on protecting the ball. Uncle Bill, I got a question. What what's a bow? I got a question for you. You said protecting the bow. Do what's you a bow? Ever hush your mouth? Do I ever hush my mouth? <laughs> Speaking of uh, Josh's mouth, it's either his hand or his mouth that usually has a bowel in it. So let's see oh! what's going on here. <laughs> uh, is that your foot, Josh? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm with Uncle Bill. I'm in Uncle Bill's camp. I'm in Josh's camp, too, where he is Mr. Overreaction uh, because one bad – it's like one bad turn of events, and Josh says immediately, we are going to lose this game. Hey, and, and then like, when something Josh, good happens, I'm like, we're going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it's fun to watch to watch football games with Josh. I missed it for for a long time, so I'm glad to be back doing it. Um, oh. With that being said, Good I agree up. with you, Uncle Bill. You cannot judge everything Jalen Milrow by this particular game. Yes, he came into the Arkansas game. Um, he had a week's <laughs> worth of preparation. Uh, it looked worse. And M. He he looked. Worse he did than... look worse in some ways. Um, but with our, with him, I believe that this young man is going to be resilient. At least I'm hoping so much that I believe it. I think that, I I think that's it. (laughs) You want, you want that. I do want it. I I want, I want it too, but I'm, I'm just sad now about it. Well. And Austin's tired. (laughs) Austin, that was a great yawn, Austin. I, I gotta tell you. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's start to let's start to talk about um, what happened over the weekend that surprised you in college football. I know that uh, South Carolina got upset or upset Kentucky, but 
Judging by what Uncle Bill said, I didn't look into it. Did Kentucky lose their quarterback, and and that's the reason that uh, they're struggling? You know, they, the week before, they said, you know, it, I don't know if you saw his finger. They said it was dislocated, but it was broke. So he didn't play. We can literally hear everything you're doing, Austin. Uh, Austin, are you on a opening the door, getting out of the car? There he we can, go. He controlled his D. He's good. Uh, good, good, good. So, so he, no, he actually broke surprised. his thumb. Uh, I believe it was his middle finger on his throwing hand. Got it. But if you go back and look at last week, it's, it's awful looking. Man, that dude's a sissy, bro. If that was Kobe Bryant, he's taping that up, and he's throwing for 350 and four touchdowns. And Kobe saying, pay Just me stop. all the money so we can't get no more players. Give me all the money. I saw Kobe Bryant play on one leg. Care. His leg literally care. got chopped off, and they had to go we and rebuild it. We call him football. We call him football. Whatever. Um, no, what surprised me was, and it, you know, I cried so much because the boomer singer just got run clean out of Dallas, Texas. Yeah, I just cried. Oh, I seen him. I seen him pass my house. They were running. What the hell just happened? Austin, are Austin, you? Austin, you're killing me with that sound, bro. I don't... Austin, I think you are. I don't know uh, what it is. Episode of Star Wars. Uh. uh it's very loud. I guess so. Sort of obnoxious, honestly. Anybody else? How about now? All right, so what are you doing, Austin? I gotta tell you. Well, his face is frozen with a smile on it. But uh, uh, it's very loud. So let's let's just mute him. Can we mute him? That's what's really surprising. So. Texas beating Oklahoma that bad. Forty nine to nothing. And yeah, you know what? I... Guess who was back, Uncle Bill? Uh, the mullet man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if we do, if he don't go down in that game, I am not sure we win. So what does uh, what did they say in Dallas? Uh, I know on here. the I know on the street, you know what's hilarious on the street, you know on the street signs on the freeway or the highway or whatever they call it, because they say you know horns up, don't drive safer or something like that. They are clowning Oklahoma like you would not believe. Yeah, they the freeway, they were, so. but um, I guess Brent Venables. Uh, I wonder if the over. seat's getting hot over there. The honeymoon is over. Should have stayed the at Clemson, bro. Is over and they just. They just, just getting started. This is well, hey, listen, this Auburn, is horrible. And I'm um, gonna say it, but uh, it's it's very bad. But I'm gonna say it. He should have stayed his cancer looking having ass back in Clemson. No offense. Yeah. Why would you, you know say that? More time I know than... it's bad. He scares me though. He has no hair. Doesn't he have that thing that alopecia? Oh, I don't know. Edit that. Edit that out. He just My son-in-law has no hair. <laughs> no, like his eyebrows. He ain't got no eyebrows, though, either. Have you uh, ever looked at my son-in-law? Well, <laughs> I look That's at, all I uh, can do right I look now. at what happened to Auburn. Auburn, uh, Auburn got dominated by Georgia, which, it, you know, Georgia finally played to, to their level, not down to the competition. Then Tennessee absolutely took LSU behind the woodshed and spanked them. Up on the road. The field. On the road. Um, 
which is impressive. It was a daytime game at LSU. I know nighttime is even tougher to play, but that that really doesn't. So okay. looking at looking there, so now you have Georgia, you have Alabama, you have um, Tennessee. Uh, did Ole Miss lose? No, they won Jeez, 42, to 40, 42 to something, or 52 to. That's right. They actually they made a big comeback. So now you have just a ton of teams um, undefeated in the SEC, as as does happen. But this Tennessee team looks for real, Josh. And uh, I know that I think the stiffest competition they played to date is that LSU team, who I don't think they're I don't think they're great. I think Brian Kelly is just doing wonders with what he has. But man, what are great, we look like? Go ahead. I'm wondering what it's going to look like. We go into a very hostile environment, 100,000 fans in Knoxville, Tennessee. What is Alabama going to do if they go in with a second-string quarterback? Uh, who's somehow, now in his, some... second starting, his second start, a defense that uh, I feel I'm very proud of and their ability uh, to tackle, to shut down uh, some of the passes that – that they did against the Texas A&M. Talk to me about what you think is going to happen with Bama, Tennessee. All right, first off, early prediction. LSU, it, we're going to have to struggle to beat them. That's what it's looking like. We're going to, we're going to have another Texas A&M game for that. Uh, just remember I said that. Uh, also, I looked at Brent Venable's picture, and what I meant to say was he looks like Skeletor. That's what I meant. Good. Take back the cancer, Joe, because cancer sucks. Back. It does suck, but he does look like he has that. Also, he looks like Skeletor. Um, but he doesn't have it, and that's why I'm making fun of him. He should have it. He's a fucking composer, dude. He's a poser. I don't think that joke has a, has a lot of meat on the bones. Keep going. Well, then I told you I took it back. Anyways, Tennessee, Alabama. If we're playing with Milro, we're going to lose. If we're playing Are with Bryce, me? if we're playing with Bryce, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose, dude. Our season's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. That's how I feel right now. I feel like we're gonna lose this game. I just do. Well, I, I myself have. Uh, I got confidence that Alabama can kind of regroup, and they are going to be a hundred percent hyped to play a six and zero Tennessee. Oh, are they? Yeah, I'm I'm confident, and like you say, I think I think this team, and it's been I think it's been a problem for probably two or three years or more. Could I could say four or five years where we have played down to the competition, but when we get when we even last year's team in the SEC championship, I don't know if Georgia was guilty of playing down to what they thought Alabama was, or if Alabama played up and they had their best game. They absolutely destroyed Georgia in the SEC championship. So, we're an injury away from having another, from being defending national champions, uh, champions again, and that's what I say. Um, going knows? back to the fumbles, what's that? Who knows what's gonna happen? I know. Who knows if ifs and what's. So, looking at that, Uncle Bill, what are your thoughts about what's gonna go down in uh, in Old Rocky Top uh, this Saturday? We're gonna win 30, <laughs> 34 to twenty seven. We're going to win. Oh, man, I hope it's – I hope we either – If oh, man, Bryce I hope we is there, we'll score hmm, 38, 41. Now, watch us. Like watch. We're going to be worried about this game. We're going to come out and annihilate them. I'm going to be like, see, I, I know I don't know anything. 
Well, they, they, well, Josh, they don't have to control Hooker, the quarterback. They got a bunch of hook. They got hookers in uh, Tennessee. Oh my gosh! I truly believe we can. Now I haven't uh, <laughs> haven't really watched Hooker play, uh, but with that being said, um, he, Quincy, you've never he can watched move, any hookers. But I believe no. I believe he can move, but I also believe that we have the ability to to contain him. So what troubles me the most are those passes that we seem to have a lot of trouble with. When it comes to uh, downfield, when it comes to those um, trick plays, when it comes to those receivers, you know, in the medium sets. So I wonder how we're going to defend that. And I don't know, do they have a marquee receiver? Do they have a tight end? I haven't even looked Quincy, into them, which makes me a terrible host. I, I think that Will Anderson's going to bang that hooker all day long, honestly. And just bang it and bang it and bang it. Sacks, I mean. He's going to sack that hooker. All day. Okay. I'm. I. Uh, I hope he has his hands all over Hooker and uh, just demolishes him. Uncle Bill, me too. Uh, me too. You, you're forty. I hope he. I hope he eats that Hooker all up. Josh, last I week said 41 you said Bryce, please. I got you. Forty-one. Otherwise, would you say thirty-eight? Thirty-four. I hope he lays that Hooker down on the grass over and over and over. Okay, Josh, we get it. You're working hard to make these uh, little idioms, but it's it's they're not funny anymore. What's an idiom? I'll tell you later. Uh, with that being <laughs> said, last week, last week you said Alabama was going to win seventy nine to nothing. <laughs> that was me being stupid. Because well. I, because the, the more the weeks go on, I have no idea with this team. Like, I don't know where my son-in-law went to. Uh, he was due to de- technical difficulties, Mr. Austin Dash. He had some uh, weird look on his face. Like, uh, was his wife there when he got home? I don't, I don't know if he was at home. Yes, or not. I heard her in the background. Uh oh. Yeah, he walked into the house and his his. Oh, phone they had to go somewhere. somewhere. And then yeah. all of a sudden, he disappears. He tried to get back on, but his phone was going wonky. Anyway, Josh, give me a score for Alabama. Tennessee. Are we smoking cigars when it's over, or does Tennessee light them up for the first time in 15 years? Something's got to give, dude. We can't just beat them over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know what? I don't know, man. I think we're going to lose 27 to 20. We're going to win, dude. We're going to win. What's the score? Okay, what's the score? Forty-nine to seven. Oh my lord! <laughs> I'm not any good at this. Hey, just I think the, uh, I can't I say talk with, I talk with my emotions. Forty-nine think, uh, to seven. Okay, you're right. Fifty-six to seven. <laughs> you want fifty-six? Okay. Yeah. I think I would to say in this game. Fifty-six, fourteen. There's. Hey, uh, Josh, I'm gonna have your aunt call you and see if she can help you. She probably ain't going to be able to, but you never call. <laughs> I would say in this particular case, guys, I'm looking uh, I'm looking at Alabama, and there's a good chance. There's a good chance Alabama gets, gets behind in this game, and we have to come from behind. But I believe our team has what it takes. Um, has what it takes to do it. I don't know if there was a defining drive. I don't know what uh, Milrow is going to do in practice this week. 
to gain the confidence of the team. I don't know how Milrow's going to operate. I don't know how Milrow's going to operate at the first sign of adversity, but uh, I'm excited to see what this looks like. So um, I'm, I'm looking at Alabama being able to put up at least 35 points on Tennessee. I think we are going to go into Rocky Top, and our defense is really, really going to wreck um, this quarterback. I think I think they're going to be able to dominate on the defensive side of the ball with the uh, performance they had last week. They had a couple of short fields. They, uh, although there were some of those long passes that I knew they were coming, so our million-dollar coaches should have known too. So I think this is the week that Alabama steps up. Um, we might get behind early in the game, but I believe we can. Uh, I believe we can make the comeback, and we can win. We can sustain drives. I believe we'll learn from our mistakes, and we will be ready for a six. Let's see. What's your score again? Thirty-five seventeen. All right, and I don't know what to think. That's why my score is so outrageous. So, just yeah, that out it, there. it's hard. It's hard to tell, but uh, I think. I think this is a a defining game in a good way for our defense. They they could have just given up on the last play, but they battled to the last drop. And I know you disagree with me, Josh, and I don't really give a rip. If a better play was called, they they lose the game. I mean, they shouldn't have been on the one-yard line or two-yard line, whatever they were. I agree, but that penalties happen. They only get called. Yeah, but Coach Saban run. said they had, they had the inside covered and they had the outside covered. Exactly. So. If you if you listen to him go through that, everybody's just got to do their job. I now, don't care what Coach saves that little Debbie Eaton guy says. Now, before we get off of this particular podcast, I want to give kudos to Josh Moran. Uh, we set out months ago to go down to Grand Prairie, Texas, and to do a 5K. And uh, Josh is on the comeback when it comes to his health, so I want to congratulate him on finishing a 5K. All right. Um, out there in Grand Prairie, he really got to it. Um, yeah, it was see, your two nephews done a 5K in Prairie View. Grand, Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie somewhere. Prairie View. Texas is a big state. It is. Prob- that state. probably is a Prairie View, Texas. When did y'all do that? That was Friday, on Saturday. 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 Hey, guess what? There is a Prairie View A&M University in Texas. Yeah, there is. All right. He knew what he was talking well, about. Well, kudos to you, Josh. Uh, I was glad you were there. That Thank was pretty you. awesome. Back at you. Um, Your aunt but, said uh, that's awesome. Thank you, Josh. Josh is on the comeback, and if you have, uh, if you are listening, um, even you guys over there in India, what's up, India? Listening to the BS hey, podcast. Hey, what hey, are you doing? How are you doing? Very, very proud. Welcome um, to the we're proud to have you as a listener. Spread this like wildfire. But if you haven't already, look us up on the uh, on the Roll old YouTube there. Roll tight. Um, Josh won a weight loss contest between him and I, and we were the biggest loser rejects, and uh, got a lot of greatness in him. And I have no doubt that he's going to make this comeback. And I think I think you learned a lot about yourself, much like uh, Jalen Milrow did on that walk, Josh, because you said. 30 minutes was the most that you had walked before that. The majority of it was on a treadmill. Um, yeah. but we walked for an hour and 14 minutes. And uh, so what did you what did you find out about yourself? What what adversity mentally did you face there? Well, I, I didn't want to do it, basically. 
I, I, I knew I could do right. it. It's just the doing it is the hard part. That's, I mean, it's I didn't the, really learn anything because uh, I've already been through this. So it's sort of more just disappointment um, than overcoming that part of it instead of learning again. So you're telling me that through the walk, uh, there was no point in which you were prepared to quit. No, I told you if I was going to do that, I wouldn't have showed up. Excellent. Excellent. Well, still kudos I would not to... have been there if I was not going to finish the 5K. I it was actually a pretty big, uh, it was a big milestone for me, and I'll spare you all the details, but ever since my colon surgery, man, it's uh, it's been difficult for me to take long walks on the beach, if you will. So it was a big deal for me, but I was glad to be there and support Josh. That's the only reason I did it uh, was to be there with him. Our wives, they uh, they did the, the 5K. My daughters did the 5K. And uh, I, think, I think uh, Melly and Anissa... Uh, I think they had a pretty good time teaming up. So yeah, she said exciting. she had a good time with uh, Nisa. Yeah, Nisa taught her a couple things about uh, jogging and Breath stuff, right? Breathing techniques and whatnot. So it uh, so it worked out, and uh, I felt kind of official when I got my when I got my uh, race bib. I was like, oh wow, look at me! And the funniest part of all, which is not funny, is that I had my work phone in my uh, back pocket. So I went into the porta potty to make sure that everything was good for the race. Pull the old shorts up and then splash. My work phone went straight into the porta potty. Oh, never to be recovered. Um, I looked back there and I was like, was that my work phone? And uh, not even for a half a second did I even consider going in after it. I saw what was floating in there. Oh, no. And, um, <laughs> It well, was, it, it was, to, and that was pre me getting in there. So that was a pretty shitty situation. <laughs> Absolutely. It's about time you made a good joke. That's, a, hey, that's an idiom. Uh, Quincy <laughs> went into the porta potty after, was this before the race? Yes, sir. It was before, it was the, before the 5K. Had his work phone in his back pocket and he heard a splash. <laughs> But he didn't go in after he said. <laughs> See, he said she went. We can hear. <laughs> He's way back yonder, though. We can still yeah. hear. Yeah, we can he hear. Picks it all up. Yeah. All right, boys. Anything you want to say as we close out Alabama, Texas A&M? Here's one thing I'm going to say. I am so happy we won. That's we all. We are I got. still undefeated. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, like Uncle Bill said. Roll Tide. Josh, if you interrupt Uncle Bill again, I am going to physically assault you in ways you've never hey, imagined. Football. Football. Goodbye. Goodbye. Roll Tide. Goodbye, Uncle Bill. Roll Tide, buddy. Roll Tide, boys. Way to get it done. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Quincy. Bye.